Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, November 19th, 2021. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. Um, let me get the the housekeeping for the people who have found the podcast for the first time out of the way first this week. Um, for those of you who are found, finding me for the very first time, a couple of things you need to know about the podcast. One, uh, it's an amateur podcast. It's not professionally done. It's not edited and mixed. It's not done in a soundproof booth. It's done at my home office with a $100 podcast mic. You're going to hear my dogs bark. You're going to hear the fan going in the background. You, you might hear me light a joint or, or let out a fart. Who the hell knows? At the end of the day, it's not meant to be a polished, finished production. It's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shooting shit, so don't get bothered if you hear some background noise. Secondly, if you're finding me for the very first time, uh, chances are you don't know about my website, so if you have a chance, swing by oldhippymedia.com. That's oldhippiemedia.com, where you'll find anything you want to know about me, including links on where you can follow me on the various social media accounts, uh, except Instagram. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. Uh, links to my uh well, web store, sorry. I was receiving a text message over here. That's why I caught my eye. I should really turn that upside down. There you go. Bye-bye. Uh, shit tons of items on the merch store. T-shirts and hoodies and phone cases and face masks and stickers and buttons and magnets. Just all kinds of stuff. So links on where you can buy my first two books, A Grateful Life and Dearest Renee. Uh, and, and you're going to be able to find a link to my Patreon subscription service where if you like this podcast, you'll be able to catch bonus content, uh, podcast content every other Tuesday in addition to this podcast's free episodes every Friday. So welcome noobs. I appreciate it. Um, speaking of every Friday, this is the, uh, the next week is, is uh, sorry, I got to pour myself some water here. I am parched, up all night, pissing like a racehorse. I am dehydrated. Uh, I, I had AFib again uh, attack last night, and my heart was. So I was up pissing like a racehorse. When that happens, when when I get an AFib attack, I usually sweat profusely. My heart races uncontrollably, uncontrollably. And what it does is it draws moisture off of your body and it forces you to piss like a racehorse. And so I wind up going to the bathroom like literally every seven minutes. It's not even an exaggeration. And it's a full-blown piss every seven minutes. It's not like I go back because I have the sensation of needing to go, but then I don't really need to go. It's, it's real and it sucks. And it happened again last night. Now, when I say last night, this podcast is airing uh, on Friday, November 19th. 2021 i record my podcast the day before so i'm i'm actually coming to you from 9 a.m thursday november 18th so wednesday night is when i had uh, my eighth of attack overnight oh so fucking aggravating so first things first you guys are gonna have to bear with me through this podcast because i am dragging ass my my uh throat is sore my stomach hurts. 
I'm dehydrated as fuck. And uh, I got an MRI next week, so this shit better get shaken quickly. Because I'm going under anesthesia next Wednesday for an MRI to determine finally what the fuck is wrong with my hip. <sighs> Excuse me. As I said, I'm parched. Uh, yeah, under anesthesia next Wednesday. Uh, so whatever the fuck is going on with me needs to end before then. I got to go take a COVID test on Sunday in order to be cleared to go in to take the uh, the MRI on Wednesday. So this whole week is just going to be an absolute shit show. Shit show. While you guys are listening to this podcast on Friday, November 19th, I'm going to go get the last of my grocery shopping done for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going to go get my COVID test on Sunday. And then I'm battening down the hatches and doing some fucking cleaning until Wednesday when I get my MRI and Thursday when we eat turkey and we knock one of these holidays out of the books. Um, And given the fact that this is the week that I'm going to get my MRI that I've been waiting for and I've been nervous as fuck as to what they will or will not find in my hip, chances are I will be bouncing off the walls all week. But going back to my AFib real quickly, um, I was on the phone Wednesday of this week with the people at the uh, hospital who check you in, the the check-in staff. I don't know quite what they're called there. Anyway, central scheduling. And they were going through all the uh, the pre-check-in shit that needs to be done uh, on my behalf, which is great. It saves you time when you get there. You don't have to go through all this bullshit at the kiosk. You know what I mean? All you got to do is go to the kiosk, find your name, and it says you already checked in, and you go to fucking sit down where you got to go fucking sit down. Anyway. She's going over all of the things with me that need to be gone over ahead of this MRI, and she's going over my medication list, and she rattles off what she has for my medication, which matches my medication list precisely, uh, including dosages, but as she's rattling off how many times I'm supposed to be taking all this shit, my new medication specifically for the AFib is a medication called Multac. And I'm, I have 500 milligram or 400 milligram pills. I was under the impersonation or under the impression I was supposed to be taking this at night only. And apparently it's twice a day. It's day and night. So uh, I took my first dose of that in the morning today. I've been taking it at night. So hopefully now that I'm on two a day, it can actually do what it's supposed to do. And this was just operator error. But whole fucking thing is getting old me getting old (laughs) is getting old um yeah (laughs) it's a fucking pipe and hot mess a pipe and hot mess i was doing great lost 63 pounds was feeling phenomenal was kayaking regularly Started putting that weight back on after I hit that wall and we went into COVID lockdown and then, then, then ripped whatever the fuck I ripped inside of this hip or broke or tore or did something inside this hip to where I could barely fucking move and I, I just need my fucking hip back, guys. I just need my hip back so I can get back on the treadmill, so I can get my weight back down, so I can get back in the kayak. There, I have not... Even when I was playing football and it was mandatory that we hit the weight room after school every day, 
I had still uh, not seen as good an all-over, all-body workout than kayaking, which I've been doing it my whole life. It really gives your entire body a workout. So, cross my fingers, cross your fingers. By the time we speak again, I should have an answer on my hip because I will have taken the MRI and I should, by the time we I, I, I record this podcast again, have heard from somebody. So hopefully I'll have some kind of fucking answers. My biggest fear is that they're going to find something in there that's either wicked, 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 wicked McBad, way worse than we thought it was, or they're not going to find anything at all and be baffled as to why I'm in this kind of pain. And I know I'm probably worrying myself for nothing, uh, but I've not had to deal with too many of these major health issues so far in my life. And the fact that this stuff is starting to happen to me is, uh, it's not fun. So, I'm sure there'll be more to talk about with that. Moving on. Um, as I do every week during the football season, I give you my football picks that are sure to go wrong. And we don't spend very much time in this because people are not football fans. In the mo- uh, Most people are not football fans. So, let me just quickly go through this. Last week, <laughs> I just keep getting worse and worse and worse as the weeks go on. Last week, I went 5-7-1. and one. Yeah, we had a tie in there. That was awesome. Five, seven, and one. Uh, that brings my season record to, are you ready for this? Sit down. Pour yourself a drink. Get yourself a hit. Do whatever you got to do because it has taken me 10 weeks to get here, but I am finally here. I am a staunch 500. 68, 68, and one. It's all, it's all downhill from here, folks. All downhill from here. Uh, anyway, as you already heard, uh, I, I, I record this podcast on Thursday, so I do not do the Thursday games just so that I uh, uh, don't even give the hint of impropriety as the podcast does not air until Friday. So with the exception of the Thursday game, here are this week's football picks sure to be wrong. Saints, Dolphins, Panthers, Bills, Browns, 49ers, Titans, Packers, Ravens, Bengals, Cardinals, Chiefs, Chargers, and Buccaneers. Now, as I said, that's it. We're we're not spending any more time on football. As I said before, this is the last podcast until after Thanksgiving, which means you guys are all going to get together with family in some way, shape, or form between now and the next time we speak. So I want you guys to first and foremost know that I wish you guys all have a great Thanksgiving. I wish you're all happy and fat and healthy and warm and you have everything that you want, all your family around you this Thanksgiving. And if you can, try not to argue with Uncle Earl too much. He know not what he does. He's brainwashed. You don't need to argue with Uncle Earl. Uncle Earl is just going to get louder and louder and drunker and drunker. And if you keep arguing politics with him, sooner or later, he's going to chunk the turkey carcass all the way across the dining room. You know it's going to happen, so just knock it off. 
leave them be. Let Uncle Earl say a few words, just kind of give him the old mm-hmm, and then just kind of move on and change the subject. He's easily manipulated. You could get him talking about anything. Just get him talking about Furbies or some shit like that. And for Pete's sake, whatever you do, don't bring up gas prices. Oh, Nelly, Uncle Earl will just go ape shit. Seriously, though, don't don't argue with your, your MAGA aunts and uncles. They're not going to change your mind. You're not going to change their mind. And I'm only saying this from a family at the Thanksgiving table perspective because just focus on the shit that you got in common. Just focus on the family connections and leave Uncle Earl to his conspiracy theories. You are not going to change his overall political point of view over one holiday dinner. It's not going to happen. Uh, something else is going to happen here in the Casa de Powell between now and the next time we speak in podcast form, and that is our youngest child will hit double digits and turn 10. Uh, our son, Tommy, our youngest, turns 10 on December 1st, which means all of our children will officially be in double digits, and since we will not live long enough to see any of them, any of them hit triple digits, that's it. None of them are going to take another significant jump like that in our lifetime. And they'll hit significant double-digit birthdays, of course, but this is it. They'll all be in double digits as of next week. When I think about the shit that was happening 10 years ago, this year, right now, and when I say right now, I mean now. We, we were going through, 10 years ago, right now, the end stages of a full-blown house remodel. My stepmother had died on the last day of July. My father moved in with us the day after that. We had a three-bedroom, bed, three bath-and-a-half ranch. There were already four of us here, my wife, myself, and our two daughters. My father moved in, making five, and number six, our son was on the way. We had to think quick, and we had to move quick. And because the housing market was shit, it was easy for us to go out and buy another house if we wanted to go buy another house, but we would have had to sit on this house and pay two mortgages because it would have taken us months on end, if not years, to unload this house. So we decided to dump money into this house and fix it up and get it to the point where that, that many people could live in it. So we converted our garage and went through a full house remodel 10 years ago today. As my wife was pregnant, working full-time, and seeing her life and our life be forever altered by the fact that my father was now living with us. When I think about all of that shit, it's like, wow, that was 10 years ago. Whew. That one is... uh, I went stings. It doesn't seem like that long ago. But here we are, a decade later. Uh, we got the boy uh, a new iPhone, an iPhone 12. Uh, what kid doesn't like an iPhone, right? So that's what he's getting for his birthday. And uh, little shit's then going to get Christmas presents, you know, a, less than a month later. 
Everybody says that it's a, it's a curse to be born in December. I say it's a goddamn gift because that's all you do is you get gifts the entire month. But we'll stop talking about personal shit and get on with the news. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this. You might be if you're on TikTok, but TikTok lost a uh, class action suit and now has to pay out $133 million to anyone who used their app between a certain set of months. Um, now, can you get in on this class, ac- class action lawsuit? Yep. If you use the app in any way, shape, or form during those months, and you'll have to go look up what those months are uh, if you're interested in getting in on this, you can get your share of this money too. And for some fucked up reason, if you're in Illinois specifically, you get more money because more shit happened in Illinois Apparently, I don't know what it is. All I know is that I find it hilarious that people are clamoring about this thing because it's a $133 million lawsuit that has to be paid out. But given the number of people who have uh, latched onto this lawsuit, the average person out there is going to be getting a check for around 70 cents. If you're in Illinois, that's going to be upwards of six bucks. And don't get me wrong, six bucks is six bucks, but is it worth the fucking headache of joining a class action lawsuit to patiently wait out your $6 payday? Uh, It's going to be a pass for me. Good luck to everybody participating in that. Uh, I'm glad that uh, TikTok's got to pay for some wrongdoing. Uh, I hope that happens more often with these social media apps. Uh, But I'm good. I'm good without having to uh, pursue six bucks to the end of the earth. Uh, So on to the political and social news, if we could now, as we do every week. Uh, By the time you hear this, we will probably have a Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. I don't know. I'm guessing we will. As of the time I'm going into this Kyle Rittenhouse portion of the podcast, though, it is, once again, 9.16 a.m. on Thursday, November 18th. And as of right now, we do not have a trial. Let me just pull a verdict. Let me just pull up my Twitter here and make sure that I don't have anything in the news that he's been uh, uh, acquitted or convicted since I started the podcast, and it does not appear to be. Alright, moving on. We're going to have to save the conversation for whatever the outcome of the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, turns out to be for the next time we speak, the the week after Thanksgiving, and obviously we will touch upon that uh, no matter what the verdict is and no matter what the the byproduct of that turns out to be in the streets of Wisconsin. Uh, We're going to talk about the juxt of this case at the end of this podcast, along with a couple of other cases. Uh, So stick around for that. But for right now, that's all I got to say about Kyle Rittenhouse's case specifically is that we don't yet have a verdict as of the time I'm making this podcast. We'll touch on that in the next podcast. Uh, let's do a little uh, dive into some of the uh, loonier shit that's been happening with the Republican Party here in the 
good old United States of America because at this point in time, the Republican Party has become a real-life, walking, talking, dysfunctional family that stars on its own national reality TV show. Uh, first up for bids, uh, you know that Kevin McCarthy is the Republican House Minority Leader, but according to reports, he's not running the show. Marjorie Taylor Greene is now running the show. Um, the infrastructure bill got passed, and it got passed because, partially, uh, because of 13 Republican members of the House of Representatives that voted for it. Now, the Senate's a different story. Republicans in the Senate voted for it as well. Mitch McConnell voted for it. But in the House, it's a different animal. And 13 Republicans voted for this infrastructure bill in the House, and Marjorie Taylor Greene views them as traitors because the Democrats had actually lost some progressive support for the uh, infrastructure bill, and so, therefore, some far left-leaning Democrats did not vote for it. So, numerically speaking, the Democrats needed those 13 Republican votes. So, those 13 Republican voters helped hand Biden a uh, legislative win. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is pissed. Now, she went so far as to put people's home phone numbers and cell phone numbers out on social media so that people can call and threaten them. Um, Let me see real quickly. I I did not have this pulled up uh, because I wasn't going to throw it into this week's podcast, but now that I'm mentioning it, uh, let me see if I can pull up one voicemail. Sorry. Uh, that was left. Yeah, GOP congressman gets threatening voicemail <sighs> after backing an infrastructure bill. This is absolutely insanity. This is what somebody left on this person's uh, uh, voicemail. Now, come on, get the ads off of my goddamn te- my screen. Sorry, guys. Um, we're talking about Fred Upton of Michigan. He's a Republican congressman, uh, and, and, and he's one of the people that Marjorie Taylor Greene leaked his personal information on. And the lunatics, they took their calling card from Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they started calling people, and they somebody left the following message. I don't have the audio. I'm going to have to read it for you, but this is the voicemail somebody left for, for a sitting member of the House. In his own party, by the way. Fucking traitor. That's what you are. You're a fucking piece of shit traitor. I hope you die. I hope everybody in your fucking family dies. You fucking piece of shit trash motherfucker. Uh, You voted for uh, dipshit fucking Biden. I think it says dipshit fucking Biden. You're stupider than he is. It just goes into this entire rant about how everything and everybody around this representative should die. Then Marjorie Taylor Greene threatens Kevin McCarthy. See, the Republicans have an opportunity to take the House back in 2022, which means they would get the speakership, the third in line to the presidency in Kevin McCarthy, as the minority leader is expecting that if the Republicans take the, the House back, he will become Speaker of the House. But Marjorie Taylor Greene said that she will not back him for the House if he does not punish the 13 Republicans that voted for the infrastructure bill. So, 
Kevin McCarthy started stripping these 13 Republicans of their committee assignments. Quote, I'm going to be laying things on the table that I want to see changed over time, and then we'll see what happens if anyone else is running, says Marjorie Taylor Greene, about Kevin McCarthy and the manner in which he's handling his caucus. Who the fuck are you, domestic terrorist Barbie, to lay out what the fuck you want changed? Seriously, who the fuck are you? You're a first-term member of the House who ran unopposed. You've had no uh, opposition to you whatsoever. You're a fucking domestic terrorist. You helped partake in the January 6th insurrection by live-tweeting where they were hiding the Speaker of the House and Vice President while the fucking insurrection was going on. It is widely suspected that you're the person who left the bombs outside the RNC and DNC headquarters. Who the fuck are you to demand anything? Sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up, bitch. And it's got nothing to do with sexuality or sexism before anybody even fucking starts. Oh, because she's a woman, you're attacking her? No, I'm attacking her because she's a fucking dumbass. If it was Kevin McCarthy saying that about Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'd tell him to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up, and I'd call him a bitch too. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to fucking check herself. Because I got a feeling that bitch is about ready to wind up behind bars. And yeah, I'm dead serious when I say that. That This woman was an active participant and somebody who is said to have participated in one-on-one personal meetings planning this fucking January 6th thing. And she's going to come here and start throwing her fucking weight around? Fuck you. Fuck you twice. But, of course, all the fucking spineless Republicans, ooh, they're just going to snap to attention when MTG says she's going to fucking oppose them. So Kevin McCarthy, like a good little lapdog, the, quote, leader, unquote, of the House Republicans, did what she said because McCarthy's MTG's bitch. How well do they fall in line? Only two members of the House Republicans voted this week to censure Paul Gosar of Arizona. Two. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there's a Republican member of the House from Arizona named Paul Gosar. He came in during the birther movement. He originally came into the White House or into the uh, uh, Congress as a birther candidate, and has morphed into an ultimate Trumpist candidate. Um, his own family members are all actively speaking out against him being able to be a sitting member of Congress because they believe him to be a danger to others, like capable of physical harm to others. And he posted a video image in which he took his face and superimposed it off over one anime character's uh, body and put uh, the face of AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, over the face, uh, the body of another anime character in a video clip. And uh, it just so happened to be the way the clip worked out was it, it showed Paul Gosar stabbing repeatedly Congresswoman AOC. And that was before physically attacking the 
president in this same video. So he, he, he doctored up a video to make it look like he was murdering a fellow member of the House of Representatives before physically attacking the President of the United States. This motherfucker sat on the Oversight Committee with AOC. How the fuck do Republicans not stand up to something like that? Oh, that's right. MTG is running the show. Extremism rules and everything else takes a walk. So, the only two Republican members of the House that voted with the Democrats to censure Paul Gosar were the two that have made themselves out to be the face of the anti-Trump movement in the Republican Party, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. No big shot there. And in the end, Paul Gosar was censured. It's the first time this has happened since 2010. And uh, he was stripped of his committee assignments. The, the Republican Party is an extremist movement pretending to be a political party at this point in time. It, there's just no two ways about it, guys. It's, it's an extremist movement pretending to be a political party right now. People are being punished for voting to build bridges and roads. Think about it. People are being stripped of their committee assignments because they voted to improve America's infrastructure. Sorry, but that one deserved a hit. Hey, man. Uh, did you know that half of our infrastructure is, like, uh, crumbling and falling apart and, like, really fucking dangerous and really fucking old? Oh yeah, man! I heard all about that. Eh? Okay, so here's the deal, man. So we wanna we wanna take some uh, some money, and we want to uh, rebuild all of that stuff. And what it's gonna do is, it's uh, uh it's gonna give everybody new roads and bridges to drive on, right? And 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 in the meantime, what it's gonna do is it's gonna put a lot of people to work who need work, and and then and then those people are going to go back to their communities and spend that money, and the people who own the stores that they spend the money in are going to have more money to spend, and it's just going to be this big ripple effect, right? And it's going to help everybody. We're going to create jobs, we're going to boost the economy, and we're going to rebuild our infrastructure. So uh, uh, what, what do you say? Are, are, you in it? are you in with us or, or, or what? You communist piece of shit. How dare you even think of fixing our nation's roads and bridges. My God. What are you, a socialist Kenyan Marxist all of a sudden? I don't even fucking know you anymore. That's the Republican Party right now. It's a fucking clown show. It's a train wreck of a clown show, and it's all being done live on TV. Here, case in point. This week we had... Steve Banning surren Bannon surrendering to the FBI because he defied a congressional subpoena in regards to the investigation into the January 6th insurrection. And what happened? He was ordered to appear before the uh, a judge. He was ordered to turn himself into the FBI and appear before a, a judge. He did. But in typical Trumpist fashion, as he was standing on the front steps of the courthouse, soaking in all the attention and talking to the media and everybody who had the cameras out there, he 
let it all roar, didn't he? We're going to go on the offensive. We're going to take it to them now. This is bullshit. We've had enough of this shit. Rah, rah, rah. We got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? Then, he walked inside the courthouse. They put that human liver spot in front of a judge. And Stevie, whew, he shut right the fuck up, didn't he? All of a sudden, he became a little honor student, didn't he? Yes, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. Nice robe, Your Honor. What's wrong, Stevie? Can't catch your tongue? Show us some of that ball sack you were showing everybody out on the steps of the courthouse, huh? Come on, swing that dick around a little bit more, Steve. Pump that chest out just a tad more, big boy. Yeah, I didn't fucking think so. Why do they always talk in front of the courthouse like they're some revolutionary hero? Viva la revolution! All of them. Bannon, that goofy motherfucker, Roger Stone with the penguin glasses and the Richard Nixon tattoo. They all do the same fucking thing, right? They all stand out in front of the fucking courthouse with their arms in the air like they're some kind of victorious political prisoner. They run their fucking mouths, but when you put them in front of an actual judge, they shut the fuck up. Like the coward pussy motherfuckers they are. You gonna run your mouth? Run your mouth everywhere. If I was walking into a courthouse to surrender myself to the FBI because I defied a, a congressional subpoena, I wouldn't be saying shit about fuck. You could have 800,000 members of the press out there and all their fucking cameras hounding me for the questions. And I'd be like, no habla inglés. Zoom. Right past him. Vapor. I ain't saying shit, man. You see this guy right here? I pay this guy about $1,000 an hour to tell me not to tell you a fucking thing. So ask him the fucking questions. I'll be inside with my mouth shut. Not these fucks. Run their mouth, run their mouth, run their mouth, run their mouth. Keep running your mouth, motherfucker. Because guess who's not in the White House to give you a pardon this time? Guess who's not in the Oval Office to give you the uh, Roger Stone treatment? So keep running your mouth, motherfucker. Keep running your mouth. Now, with that political shit to the side for a moment, I'd like to talk about how we have seemingly legalized hunting human beings in the United States of America and hear me out here, okay? Even if you're against me on this general Rittenhouse thing, hear me out for a minute, okay? What we're seeing in the Rittenhouse case is Kyle Rittenhouse using the claim of self-defense. Now, was Kyle Rittenhouse being attacked in the moment he shot? Yes, he was. Was Kyle Rittenhouse the aggressor Originally, yes, he was. And that's why the self-defense claim, to me, is bullshit. He's going to get off on it but because we've legalized hunting people, but it's bullshit. 
There's FBI footage of him from a helicopter, footage of him running into the crowd that attacked him, right? The crowd was away from him and moving away from him, and he ran, he picked up speed and ran into the middle of that crowd and engaged them. Dark of night, an out-of-control protest, guy runs into a a crowd with a rifle in full view and engages you, you're going to defend yourself. Which then forces Rittenhouse to defend himself, and that's where he's coming up with the self-defense claim. It's bullshit, right? But the reason I wanted to talk about it in a broader sense is because this is not the first time we're seeing this. It's not the only time we're going to see it in recent cases. We're now seeing the uh, trial for the three men who killed Ahmad Arbery be televised. And same shit, right? So first things first, really quickly, and a side note on the Ahmad Arbery, uh, Arbery case. And for those of you who don't know the Ahmad Arbery case, he's the black man who was running, jogging. Uh, well, actually, he was out for a walk slash jogging. Uh, and three armed white men in two pickup trucks decided to make a citizen's arrest uh, for no reason, because he committed no crimes. Um, And when they pulled up on him, uh, we'll we'll get into the the, the case anyway. Ahmaud Arbery wound up getting shot by these three three armed white men. But a side note about the case... Uh, the defense attorney asked the judge to not allow any more black pastors into the courtroom. That's not suspiciously racist at all, is it? What what difference does their skin color make if they're just a person of the cloth wanting to see a high-profile case of someone in their community? Anyway, Back to the overarching theme of what I'm trying to discuss here. So, these three gentlemen hunted Ahmad Arbery. They followed him with shotguns in two different pickup trucks. The gentleman in the pickup truck in the back recorded the whole thing. What these gentlemen did was they followed him. The gentleman in the front pickup truck got out of their pickup truck with their shotguns as if they were going to apprehend him, he freaked and tried to defend himself, and they shot him. Sound familiar? Yeah. Somebody hunts down somebody else. That somebody else defends themselves. The original person doing the hunting then has to defend themselves, and they're the ones that get to claim self-defense. Now, if this all sounds extraordinarily familiar to you yet again, think about George Zimmerman. Trayvon Martin, doing nothing wrong, walking home. George Zimmerman decided he needed to stop Trayvon Martin and discuss with him why he was in that neighborhood at that time of night. So Zimmerman becomes the aggressor. He's going to go in and he's going to make the citizen arrest on a kid who's not doing anything. That kid then defends himself and Zimmerman has to pull the trigger. You guys sensing a fucking trend here? It's 
you guys ever heard of stand your ground laws? Yeah. We have made it legal in the United States of America to hunt people. Yeah. That's not hyperbole either. I'm not trying to be dramatic for effect. I'm not trying to be over-exaggerative. We're making it legal to hunt people. This is three cases. Rittenhouse, the three hillbillies that shot him out Arbery, George Zimmerman. All of which are claiming self-defense after they themselves were the aggressor. They were the aggressor. They put their subjects into a position of needing to defend themselves so they get to say that they had to defend themselves. I think people in general should start protecting themselves with deadly force at all times, in all circumstances, since self-defense seems to be the new trend. And I do mean all circumstances. And if you don't think that pertains to police interaction with civilians, you're not completely up to date with the law. You need to look up Larry Davis from 1988. Look up the Larry Davis case from 1988. He successfully managed to plead self-defense after shooting cops who were trying to uh, come into his uh, apartment uh, in in a raid style to get him for another crime. He defended himself, shot cops, and was able to get away with it in a court of law. So if this is what America is going to become now, if this is what we've decided as a society is going to be acceptable, that people can hunt other people that they don't like and get away with it by claiming self-defense after the hunt goes wrong, then fuck it, everybody should. If somebody in a MAGA hat is walking up to me and I feel like they're walking up to me aggressively and I feel like I'm in danger, I guess I'm, I'm entitled to just fucking start plugging away. I defended myself. I don't know what his intentions are. His kind has been known to kill people. I needed to defend myself. And because I was taught to keep firing until he's on the ground, like everybody else says in a court of law, I unloaded on that motherfucker. Is that going to stand up in a court of law? We have made it legal to hunt people we don't like in the United States of America, and it's fucking despicable. We have people taking the law into their own hands, vigilante style, and hunting other human beings that they have deemed done something wrong when they have not. Now, the protesters that uh, Rittenhouse shot were protesting. Do they have bad pasts? Yes. Did Rittenhouse know that when he shot them? No. All he knows is they were protesting. Now, I don't see any video of them rooting, uh, rioting and looting, just protesting in an area that was getting out of control. And what I see on video from FBI surveillance footage from a helicopter above is Rittenhouse being the aggressor, racing into that crowd of people and engaging them, forcing that crowd of people to defend themselves against somebody who engaged them at night with a visible gun. 
the people in that crowd were in the right to defend themselves first. None of them should have been there. Not the people in the crowd, not Rittenhouse. But they were all there. And this is the way shit goes. Listen to me, man. Your own decision to carry a gun does not give you justification to use it whenever the fuck you feel like it's necessary. Too many people in this country think that the way we solve too many disagreements anymore is with the boomstick. Stop it. If your first instinct to any altercation with any other human being, no matter what the setting or severity of said altercation is, is to whip out your gun, you're exactly the kind of person that should never have a fucking gun. And you're making it difficult for people who should be allowed to carry their guns wherever the fuck they want because they're not fucking idiots with them. So maybe that's what we should all do. Maybe we should all just start engaging in any potentially perceived threat with hostile force. You know what would be the end result of that, right? The first time somebody on the left put down somebody on the right and claimed self-defense in a high-profile case like this, every single fucking person defending Rittenhouse, defending the hillbillies who shot Ahmaud Arbery, or who defended Zimmerman, would do exactly exactly like they've done with every one of their deeply held beliefs and fucking drop them at 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 the first sign, right? They would fucking flip on that in a heartbeat. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't just go defending yourself like that now. You were the aggressor. You, you, all it would take would be one. One high-profile, gun-toting leftist to take out one member of the right. And their entire line of thinking would be dropped like a hot potato. Folks, it's it's really quite simple. If I come up to you and punch you in the face and you have to turn around and punch me in the face to protect yourself and then I take out a gun and shoot you, I did not defend myself. You did. Too many people can't put the political leanings aside and just look at it for what it is. And I know that the people who defend Rittenhouse will look at me and go, well, you can't put your political differences aside. Yeah, I can. I'm looking at it from a legal standpoint, okay? A legal... He was the fucking aggressor. 
First and foremost, I don't believe that anybody should have the right to hire private mercenaries to protect your business. Is your business not insured? And if it's not insured, shame on you. And if it is insured, get the fuck out of there. What's more important to you, your life or your material possessions? If you say your material possessions, you're a fucking idiot. If you say your life, then let the fucking insurance company handle it on the back end. Why are you risking life and limb for material possessions? But more importantly, who says you get the right to hire unlicensed mercenaries to protect your personal property? That's not how any of this shit works. And then I love the racial tone of this whole thing, right? Well, you wouldn't be saying this about Rittenhouse if he was black. Uh, No, I I wouldn't be saying this about Rittenhouse if he was black because the conversation about Rittenhouse would be completely different because he'd be fucking dead! Do you honestly think a black man in the middle of an unruly protest on the verge of being a riot could shoot three people in the dead of night and then walk with his rifle visible towards the police and not be plugged? If Kyle Rittenhouse was black, he'd be a fucking memory, and you know it. In fact, given the uh, the weaponry and firepower that the police had lined up on the street that Kyle Rittenhouse was walking towards that day, I would dare say if Kyle Rittenhouse was black with his gun that invisible walking towards the cops, what was left of Kyle Rittenhouse could have been cleaned up with a fucking sponge by the time where they, they were done with him. But he's not black, so he was allowed to live. See, therein lies the difference. Kyle got his day in court. Oh, shit, look at that. As I'm sitting here getting ready to wrap up this podcast episode with you, my uh, text message goes off for more pre-registration for my MRI tomorrow. It's like a never-ending supply of of questions and bullshit. But regardless, that's not what we're here to discuss right now. You can't claim self-defense if you're the aggressor. Now... Are these guys going to get away with it? Well, Zimmerman already did get away with it. I believe Kyle Rittenhouse, probably by the time you hear this podcast, will have gotten away with it. Uh, the three men uh, who killed Ahmad Arbery, uh, I don't know. Um, we'll have to see on that one. But, um, yeah, my guess is they'll get away with it too. Because we have, sadly, made it so that you can legally hunt people that you don't like. And that is uh, that's a disgusting state of affairs a disgusting state of affairs I don't know how we get back from this but I can tell you that I I don't see a way back from this for decades because I want you to think about this simple fact Not only are we setting precedents left and right for people to be able to murder people they disagree with and be able to claim self-defense, but we're doing so in a judiciary system that is wholly remade in the image of Mitch McConnell, including and up to the Supreme Court itself. Decades. 
before we see this change. Decades. I would dare say, given the fact that I am halfway to uh, being uh, through my 49th year on the planet and uh, just a few months away from hitting that big 5-0, I would dare say that I won't see the change in my lifetime. It'll be, it'll be like this for the rest of my life. It'll be legal to hunt people that you disagree with in the United States of America for the rest of my life. I can only hope that my kids do better. That the generation that we are raising sees what we've done wrong, what the generation before us did wrong, and they correct this. Because we fucked it up. We fucked it up. We made it legal to hunt people in the United States of America. And um, this should be a stain on our nation's history that's right up there. Not, not nearly as big as or as important as, but right up there with the stains of genocide, slavery, and internment. We are broken. We are. Raise your kids right, people, because you got to get them ready for a fucked up world, man. You got to get them ready for a world that is uh, a world in which they are going to have to have their fucking head on a swivel at all times. Raise them right. I I don't know what other advice to give you. Uh, Seriously. With that being said, um, as I said before, I hope you guys swing by my website. Check out my uh, my Patreon subscription service if you like this podcast. If you like the episodes you get for free here every Friday, uh, there are that's a subscription service in which you get a bonus content episode every other Tuesday of topics that will only be heard there uh, that are predominantly non-political news stories. And each episode is capped off by me telling a uh, private story, a personal story from my own past. Uh, so that's the uh, Tom Powell Jr. Patreon subscription service. Uh, as far as this podcast episode is concerned, that is about all I got. I wish you guys once again a very happy Thanksgiving. Real quickly, real quickly, hang on, hang on. If you're going to go Black Friday shopping, A, be safe. B, uh, let me know where I can email me email you my list, and C, don't be a fucking asshole. All right, don't don't go stomping over people and 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 being that person for stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll do a TikTok video on this, but don't be that person. Also, real quick side note, my Instagram account has been deactivated by Instagram for uh, uh, breaking community guidelines, violating community guidelines. I have not been told what I said or posted that violated uh, community guidelines, nor have I been told what community guidelines I have violated. All I have been told is that I have no longer allowed to ever, 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 ever have an Instagram account. So, 
Uh, if you guys would like to contact Instagram and ask them why, knock yourself out. They don't seem to be answering me. Maybe tweet at them on uh, Twitter or uh, uh, post at them on Instagram. I. The only thing I can figure happened is that the last post that I made was a post. It was a video that I made on TikTok that I just moved over to uh, um, Instagram uh, expressing my personal belief that Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. Uh, saying that I believe he's going to be found not guilty, but I believe he should be found guilty. And it drew a ton of pro-Rittenhouse people into the comment section. And then overnight, my account was deactivated. Deactivated. So, would love to know what I did to uh, cause that, but if Instagram doesn't want me to bring them views and hits, fine. I'll keep them on other social media platforms. Uh, you can go fuck yourself. Just like Twitter could when they gave me their lifetime ban. So, all right. Now, that's the end of the podcast episode. Thank you guys for stopping in. Once again, there will not be a podcast episode next week because of Thanksgiving. We'll see you the week after Thanksgiving. We will talk about all things Thanksgiving and Rittenhouse. And here we are in December and all of that shit in two weeks. And until then, as always, stay grateful. <laughs>